Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. What it do? Jalen Hurts gets the bag. The bag. Five years, $255 million, and his agent slid into the DMs and did that magic. He got the bag of all bags. And the way that it's structured could not be any more team friendly. We'll go into that later in the podcast, but congratulations to Jalen Hurts. Probably the first Philly athlete who was doubted beyond belief at the beginning and did exactly what Chip and I, you know, it might not just be us, but how many times have we said, just prove us wrong on here? And we weren't even like very slanderous. There were some people who were just like (laughs) really aggressive about it. So he proved everybody wrong, which, you know, good for him. Got what he deserved, and so did the Eagles, and so did the city. Agreed. Yeah, like you said, he came in and was doubted heavily, and, um, you know, us included. But we saw what everyone else saw and and saw what he could improve on. He did that. He came out and was phenomenal this past year, um, worthy of an MVP, and, uh, you know, got this team to the Super Bowl and, you know, was rewarded with uh with this great contract and uh well deserved for him and his family and and uh you know his whole you know um team that he that he works with so uh yeah I'm I'm happy I'm excited for the future and uh you know this uh that's our guy and let's, let's keep the winning going Hell yeah brother and to another season of Birds football Jordan Mailata also had his contract restructured not sure if Howie is still uh, in the kitchen, as they would say. Yeah. So keep an eye out. This week, we will not have a second mock draft. We are saving that for draft week. Uh, we will probably put that episode out on Tuesday evening of next week. So keep an eye out for Wednesday when Chip will go over his final predictions for the draft, who he thinks is moving up the board, moving down the board, etc., and just overall our sentiment towards the draft which is for some reason i love the draft i love it man i love the draft all right (laughs) sixers playoffs taking on the nets game one good game two looked really bad and then they won somehow so We'll talk about what went wrong, what went right, and what needs to happen for the Sixers to remain in contention for a title. And the Phillies, Chip, why don't you take this one off? You've been a uh, you've been a little agitated, but then you frustrating, frustrating, man. Um, you know, nothing new with uh, with the city of Philadelphia. Just a roller coaster right now. Um, you don't know what you're going to get every single day. And uh, that's not a great feeling. Um, obviously, you know, had that weird series against the Reds. You know, you lose by 13 and then you come back the next day and win by 13. And, um, you know, the, the game was delayed yesterday and they came out today and played against the White Sox and beat them. And now they're playing right now as we record this, uh, the second game of the doubleheader. So, 
Um, you know, they, they, they just, uh, you know, they look good one game and the next they look like they can't do anything. Um, the pitching especially has been very, very hit or miss. Um, the hitting has been for the most part, fine, obviously other than the 13, nothing game. Um, but for the most part, Bryson Stott's been great. Brandon Marsh has been great. Trey Turner's been great. Um, Alec Bohm's been great. Even Nick Castellanos has been good. Um, Kyle Schwarber is Kyle Schwarber. We know we're getting with him. Um, for, so for the most part, the lineup has been fine. Um, it's just been the pitching that's been very, very hit or miss. And uh, it's been frustrating, man. And we will get into those frustrations as the podcast goes on. The Flyers are dead to me still. Congratulations. And they are officially dead. Good. So, this is the first year that I haven't watched a hockey game. Yeah. Didn't watch a single game of the Flyers this year. And, uh, you know, that's a sad sentence that I just stated, but uh, here we are. Let me put it intentionally. I did not go out of my way to turn on a Flyers game. I've watched more Union than I've watched Flyers. And if you're a listener of this podcast, you know we're not we're not big soccer guys. But Union and we've been called out for it we multiple have. times, and that's fine. And you by should, Union Nation specifically, you continue to do that because we need to be better fans. Um, we we do. And listen, I'm going to good. Union games this year. Okay. <laughs> we did promise them that we would try though. So also go stars, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Go stars. Go stars. I'm I'm totally going to watch shout out to the Philadelphia stars, the USFL. They got the first win of the year. Um, Can't tell you, can't tell you who they played, um, but they beat them. Uh, Shout out blob, probably the worst mascot in sports history, but Hey, he's one of us, you know what I'm saying? So uh, go stars. Yeah. And with that, I got nothing. (laughs) What you say, Chippy? (laughs) Cue the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. Let's get in the huddle and talk some birds, baby. Birds. Go birds. Hats off to Jalen Hurts. What a contract. You know, he deserves it. But I just want to pause everything. A quarter of a billion dollars. Oh, yeah. Try to put that into your head. Do you even know what that looks like? It's honestly just a probably a pallet of money. Yeah, a lot of money. Um, I mean, yeah. that's awesome. And it's great. Well worth it because it's just going to – the premium would have been higher next year anyway. And hell yeah, brother. Yeah, it, it's, it was a really unexpected but a great move by both sides in my opinion. Uh, Jalen Hurts got obviously – 
a great deal. And, and like you said earlier uh, in the intro, it, you know, it's, it's team friendly, um, which is great. And uh, also another thing is, you know, they got this deal done ahead of guys like Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson, who now might get paid more. So, yep. um, you know, it was a great uh, move, obviously, by the front office and, and Hallie Roseman and, you know, everyone involved. And, um, you know, they were able to, to work out a deal. And, um, you know, it was it's just, it's just a great move. And, and the big thing is, like I said, to get ahead of every to to, to kind of set the quarterback market. Um, so you're not, you know, overpaying for a guy. So great move all in all. And, uh, you know, I'm happy for him. Look, I mean, I'm fine with it. The way that it's structured leaves the Eagles with plenty of room to make sure that he is surrounded by talent for the five years that he's here. Yeah. I I just, I am stoked. I don't know what else to say. And on top of it all, Howie might still be in the kitchen, serving something, getting ready to serve something up. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, restructured my lot of contract and, um, obviously with the draft coming up next week and, you know, he's, uh, he's definitely in his bag still. So, uh, you know, look at, look out for possibly more moves to come. And obviously the draft is one of my favorite times of the year. So, uh, I I am stoked for that as well. So, you know, it's a, it's a good time to be a football fan. Look, there's not much that gets me excited like the draft. So I will just leave that be. I think the draft is probably one of the most sacred nights in sports. It's where you just sit in front of your TV and watch athletes get their name called. Yeah. Their career up. Yeah. And, and, you know, guys realize their dream and, um, you know, you you obviously look, look forward to your team, hopefully drafting the player that you want, or, you know, it's just, um, it's always fun adding new pieces to, you know, your favorite team and, um, seeing how they, play and how they turn to, you know, how they, how their career goes with your favorite team. So um, it's exciting, man. It's exciting. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So let's just bring up one more football fact. Speaking of team friendly, I saw a post today that had two contracts side by side. One was Jalen Hurts's and one was Daniel Jones's. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to guess which one is much more appealing on paper. Mm. It, it can't just be Howie doing this, right? Like, he has to have another wizard in that office that is sitting there. Like, this yeah. is how we do it, right? I think it's, I mean, you know, especially with the money situation, I definitely think he has a a guy or, or a team even. Um, you know, so... With the contracts, because you see it every year, right? You see it every year. He he restructures a bunch of guys' contracts. You know, he gets guys on on good team friendly deals, and you know he and, and guys know coming in if they're gonna join the Eagles, they have to realize, hey, we're we're a championship team, and we need funds to, you know, get get guys and 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 make this team a Super Bowl contending team, and 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 people realize that. Jalen Hurts realizes that. You know, guys signing in. Darius Slay, who re-signed uh, with the Eagles, and James Bradbury on a on a you know he took a he took a discount because he he had other offers that 
uh, teams were making him with with higher salary, but he he wanted to come back here and, and potentially win a championship. So, you know, guys know that if they were, if they want to come to the Eagles, it's to win a championship. Um, now, if you play, obviously you play well, you're going to get paid. But you know, the main goal obviously is is a is a Super Bowl. So, um, I think guys know that coming in, and I think you know with Howie and, and his team of um, you know money. People just know, people know how the the contracts work, the salary cap works, everything with the NFL. So I think you know definitely um, it's not just Howie, obviously, um, but they know they know how to build a team, and um, it's obvious that they want to win a championship. Go birds, go birds. There's nothing really to talk about other than the draft coming up, so let's leave it at that. Uh, there's only one other move made today that I'm aware of, and it was Allen Robinson to the Steelers from the Rams, who are now a dumpster fire. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if that was official, but it, they said it was close. I don't know if it did get officially done, but um, yeah. So, Moving on, we have the Sixers in the playoffs. Look, last game was bad. They won. They turned it around. But there was a point where it just looked like nothing was going to work. Harden was bad. But it all came together. Yeah, and, you know, for me personally, you know, it's been tougher, you know, to kind of get excited for the Sixers. You know, I'm obviously excited, and I hope they win, obviously. But, um, you know it's been hard. Um, you know, obviously I think, I think, I think they're going to beat the Nets. Um, but I just worry about next, the next round. And I know it's, you know, I'm thinking ahead and that's probably not a good idea and all that, but you know, I worry. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, I've watched the Sixers these past two games and, um, game two, game two, that first half was definitely tough. Um, you know, Harden, I mean, he was obviously distributing the ball, but he couldn't score. Um, Embiid got, you know, he, he started off well, but then kind of got cold for a while and then kind of came back a little bit. But the thing I like about it is, you know, guys stepped up when Harden and Embiid were kind of struggling. Obviously, Maxi had a phenomenal game in game two. Um, and Tobias Harris in both games so far has played really well. So it's nice to see that when your top guys are cold and, and struggling a little bit that, you know, your, your, your next guys up kind of you know, take the load off of them a little bit and they're able to, to, you know, level out the scoring and, and ultimately win the game. So it was just nice to see um, Maxi and especially Tobias Harris step up and uh, were able to get that game two win. It was much needed. And honestly, it was very worrisome the whole game. So I'm glad that they were able to pull that off. Uh, moving on from that though, Next two games are in Brooklyn, correct? Yeah. All right. So they, they got to at least take one of them and then win at home. I, I agree with you, but we are not talking about the next series until it's known. We get ahead of ourselves all the time here on this yeah. show, and it never works out. So let's just stop. Let's think to ourselves what is beneficial. The Sixers are in the playoffs for the most part. They played well in game one, struggled a bit in game two, but still pulled off a dub. 
And Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid is likely to win the MVP. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm I'm happy for that. I'm excited for that, and um, you know, I, I mean that that is definitely well deserved as well. Um, so, you know, if that is the case, uh, you know, I'm excited for that, and you know, uh, yeah, it's just hard. You know, I, I know it's not a good thing to look look ahead, and um, so I will. I will try to refrain from looking ahead too much. Um, so hopefully we win this this uh, the series. Hopefully they take at least one in Brooklyn, and then at worst case they'll they'll come back for Game Five and win at home. Oh boy, I'm nervous. Yeah. Why do the Sixers do this to me? But a lot of injuries. You know, a lot of injuries. Uh, I know Giannis got hurt. I know John Morant got hurt as well. Tyler Hero broke his wrist, I think. Yeah, it was either um, hand or wrist, but something if, like that. He's out four to six months. He's out four to six weeks. I'm sorry. Um, Anthony Davis got hurt. I think he's fine though, or maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't remember the severity of that injury, but I know he got hurt as well. Um, so there was a bunch of like big injuries that happened. Uh, in, in game one of each series. Um, but, you know, knock on wood, Sixers are still good to go. And, uh, you know, they play, I think they play Wednesday or Thursday. I forget. It was Thursday. Play Thursday, yeah. So, you know, look forward to that, and uh, hopefully they can get that win. So, did you see the... Draymond Green and DeMontis Sabonis situation. I did not. I know. I know Green got ejected. Um, you know. I know he talked about it. I, I didn't see it. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really have any kind of opinion on it. I, I don't. I didn't see it. So uh, let me let me explain to you what I saw happen. DeMontis Sabonis goes down. It looks like again. I don't know what's going through his head. So I don't know if there was any malintent to it. Um, it looked like he was grabbing his head and his arm came across while he's falling down and grabbed, not grabbed. I don't know if it was on purpose again. I, I can't speak on that, but went around Draymond's leg to which Draymond thought he was grabbing his leg to injure him, I guess. Yeah. So Draymond rips his leg out and then stomps him in the center of his chest. Wow. Now, if it was malintent on Sabonis' side, I don't blame Draymond for that. I mean, they're they're both bad. Neither of the things should have happened. But from what I saw, it just it looked incidental. But I won't. I can't speak on behalf of someone else. So it was definitely a weird sequence of events. I'm watching the video right now. Um, let's see. And if if it were a grab, it happened way too fast to be like, I'm, I'm holding. Yeah, it. no, I, I don't, you know, right away as I see it, I don't really think it, there was intention on either side. Um, yeah, I there's think a different is, angle of the stomp. That yeah, well, if you, I mean, obviously if you slow it down, it's going to look different, but, uh, as I see it, as I watched it live, Hey, let's here's a slow down version. So Draymond he falls looks down at him and stops. So, so he, okay. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he was trying to stomp him. I don't. Oh, so because because he jumps and then he so 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 Draymond jumps and then gets stuck on Sabonis and then lands on him basically. So I really don't think he's trying to stomp him there. I think a lot of it too. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would not put it past Draymond Green just because well, of the track record. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like if it's if it's like. Uh, you know, it's if it's like Tyrese Maxey, for example, you know, no one's going to bat an eye. He was, you know, but it's Draymond Green. So, you know, I think I think Sabonis is hurt. And I think he's at his arms get tangled up around Draymond's leg. And Draymond just obviously wants to run and, you know, go out and transition. Yes. Yeah, so like when, it, when, it, when you slow it down, it does look bad. It does. And and. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so, Draymond, Draymond, you know, he could have handled that better. Better, um, but I mean, I don't, I don't really think it was. I don't, I don't think he was trying to hurt Sabonis. I don't know. It definitely was a weird circumstance, and obviously the refs thought it was intentional. So yeah, I mean, and again, it's it's Draymond Green. He has a track record. You know, refs are always looking out for him and. I mean, and he did hurt him, you know, it, it might have been accidental, but he did, he did hurt him. So, uh, you know, even if it was not intentional, I think, you know, he probably was going to get ejected anyway because he hurt him. So, so. It, again, it odd, odd situation. Just want to talk about it a little bit because yeah. there's nothing really when, going when you, on. <laughs> when you slow it down, it does look pretty bad. Cause like when, when Sabonis is on the ground, you see him like, kind of like go back a little bit. Yeah, it does look a little bad. And he screams. But I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, anywho, moving forward, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Phillies. I know the Phillies have been really grinding your gears as of late, so let's... uh, Oh, man. Yeah, it's just... It's... Man, it's so... It's frustrating. It's like, you know, it's the same thing with the Sixers early on, you know, when they were struggling. It's because they're good. You know, they're they're we know how good the, the Phillies can be. And, you know, when you're playing when, when you're losing 13, nothing to the Reds, you know, no, no, you know, nothing against the Reds. Um, They've actually had a really good start to the year. But, you know, I mean, it's not crazy to say the Phillies are better than the Reds. And, you know, when you're when you're losing games like that, it, it's just it's hard. And. Um, you know, I know, I know it happens to, to the, to everyone, you know, they have bad games and good games, but, um, you know, to, to, to start the year, you know, especially pitching, I, I think the pitching has been the biggest thing for them. Um, cause like I said earlier, the, the, the lineup for the most part has been, they, they've been hitting, they just haven't well, okay. They've been hitting, but they haven't been able to get runners in. I will say that they've stranded a lot of runners, a lot of runners, um, so that's been a huge part, but also the pitching and, you know, Aaron Nola hasn't had a great start to the year. Um, I think Zach Wheeler's third start, he kind of bounced back a little bit. I think he started today, uh, the first game with a doubleheader. I think he had a good game today as well. Uh, a decent game uh, today. So hopefully he, he's starting to come on his way back, but Aaron Nola has been really, you know, he's been slow to start the year. Um, and some of the guys in the bullpen haven't been great. Um, 
you know, we mentioned last week Gregory Soto started off pretty, pretty not good, but he's actually bounced back a little bit. He's had a few good outings. Craig Kimbrell hasn't been great. I think he had a good outing today, though, which is nice. So for, Sir Anthony has, has, started off, has started off slow as well, um, which is surprising for me. Um, but Alvarado has been great. Um, they've used Andrew Bellotti probably too much because <laughs> every time they use him, they've been down. Um, Connor Brogdon has been kind of up and down as well. Um, so to me, I think the big one is Aaron Nola and, uh, you know, the bullpen has just been a little too up and down. And, um, like I said, the, 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 the shredding of runners just, you know, that they have to be, they have to be better with runner, with guys on. Well, I, I agree with you. Everyone knows how good the Phillies can be. I think consistency does come with time, especially in baseball. The season is so long. They do have time to yeah, actually fix these issues. Just remember, too, the Phillies did struggle up until the end of last year and barely did make the playoffs. That is true. And, so, you know, again, you know, I'm, I mean, I may be frustrated. It's just because, again, I just want them to be successful. But they've had injuries. Um, they've They've added players as well. Um, so like you said, it's going to take time for guys to mesh together and, you know, hopefully the consistency comes with that. Um, so, you know, as they get healthier, um, I know Bryce Harper has been working at first base, um, to try and get back sooner. Cause I know he's really itching to get back. Um, so, you know, if, if he's good enough to play first base, fine, I'm down. You know, if, if he's able to come back a little bit sooner, um, and, and play first base, um, I'm fine with that. So. We'll see what happens with that, but, um, you know, and, and you know, to think positively, you mentioned Bryson Stott's been off to a great start. I think he, I think he broke the record to start a season for, for a uh, hitting streak. I think he passed uh, Puddinhead Jones, um, which is awesome. Um, Brandon Marsh has been great. I love Brandon Marsh. You know that. Um, uh, who else? You know, I mean, and even like Edmundo Sosa offensively has been solid. Um, Alec Boehm start, has started off great. Trey Turner is doing what he does, gets hits, you know, gets, you know, steals bases, all that. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the lineup has been well. They, they've been played, they played well and, um, you know, guys you might not have expected to start off well, but they have. And uh, it's cool to see. So uh, looking at it, I, I don't think hitting is necessarily the problem. I think leaving those runners on base. Yeah. Is and since they are getting on base, you know, it, it goes with baseball a lot. Things will start to go your way eventually. Yeah. Uh, pitching wise, I, I don't know. It, it is only mid April. Uh, I think when the starters get into their like seventh, eighth shot is when they should be up to gear. Yeah. At this point in time, I remember last year it took Zach Wheeler a little bit to get his velocity all the way back up, but once he got going, it was. Yeah. Game time. Nola, he's just been inconsistent. Yeah. From the very beginning. I don't know what the deal is. I think that, you know, I want to research this more, but his off seasons, he tends to go away from his curveball. I don't know if he's doing that this year. I haven't really paid attention to it. And honestly, that's something that maybe I should keep it better eye on yeah i mean he's been he's been when, when he struggles he tends to use one pitch and that's what gets him into trouble so um 
I, you know, I haven't paid that much attention to it. Um, so, you know, next time he goes out there, you know, I'll, I'll definitely see what he's, you know, see the, the, obviously I'll look at the velocity and I'll look at the, um, you know, different pitches he uses, but, um, when he struggles, he, he tends to use one or two pitches at most. Um, so maybe that's what he's been doing. I don't really know. So again, hopefully with just more starts and, um, he'll get back to, to what we know. Well, yeah. Do you see the Phillies lineup consistently changing with the loss of Reese Hoskins still from the beginning of the year? Yeah. Yes and no. I think, um, you know, I think when, when guys get hot, I know Rob Thompson likes to ride the hot hands, um, you know, because right now he's batting Brandon Marsh fifth, which is people probably never thought was going to happen. Um, and he's batting JT sixth. So I just think he's going to ride the hot hands. And, um, you know, if, if, if a guy gets hot, then he'll move him up. If he's not, then he'll move him down. So, um, you know, and, you know, the bottom of the lineup is usually for the guys that he likes to interchange um, guys like it's guys like Edmundo Sosa, Josh Harrison, you know, Cody Clemens, uh, Jake cave, you know, guys like that who, um, you know, are, are only probably out there because of the pitching matchup, uh, whether it's ready versus lefty or lefty versus ready. So, um, you know, you'll definitely see the bottom of the lineup change, but I think for right now, I think he's liking leading off Stott and then having Turner bat second, Schwarber third, uh, Castellanos fourth, Marsh fifth, and then Real Muto sixth, and then you'll see seven, eight, nine kind of be interchangeable. Okay. So. Definitely not opposed to that. Uh, with the bullpen, do you see Sir Anthony Dominguez has had a rough start to the year. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would say needs to be improved upon? Yeah, for Sir Anthony, I know Rob Thompson has kind of um, put him in less – stressing situations. Um, he, he had him out there in the fifth inning one game. So I just think he's trying to get his confidence back. Um, but uh, for right now, I mean, I'm, I'm, I kind of, uh, the bullpen has done a better job recently. Um, like I said, Gregory Soto has been, has been fine the last couple outings and Craig Kimber had a good outing today. Um, Alvarado has been great for the most part. Um, you know, Bilotti is Bilotti and, and Brogdon is Brogdon. Um, and you know, they've used a couple young guys, which is fine. You know, if they want to see some of these young guys come up and see, see if they have, um, you know, the right stuff to, to, you know, potentially stay in the bullpen, then that's fine with me. Um, but for the most part, the top guys are, have been fine other than Sir Anthony. And I, I think he's, you know, trying to get Sir Anthony's confidence back a little bit. So if he does that, then I think the bullpen will be fine. Yep. I couldn't agree more with you there. I don't know what else to say in this episode, Chip. I kind of feel bad. Not really much going on. No, I mean, you know. The are in the playoffs, but it's the first round. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, everything has gone good so far for the Sixers, which, you know, obviously is great. And uh, usually doesn't happen. It but. doesn't. It doesn't. But, uh, you know, they won the first two games at home, and, you know, they head to Brooklyn on Thursday for game three. So, um, you know, there's not much to say. I mean, Phillies are, Phillies are still early. You know, they've had their struggles, but it's still extremely, extremely early. Um, and then, uh, you know, Eagles, other than Jalen Hurts being extended, which is phenomenal, uh, draft, draft is upcoming. 
and um, that's pretty much it. I mean, Flyers, Flyers are done officially. Um, you know, go Stars. I mean, I. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've reached our destination for the day. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL bandwagon. You can find us on Spotify there. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are available. We're most likely there. If not, shoot us an email at phltheBandwagon at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Twitter. Also, any mailbox questions? If you guys have any questions for us and want us to talk about anything on the podcast specifically, feel free to shoot us a DM. Uh, we'll, we'll take a look at that message request and we'll see what you got. And we would love to talk about it on the show. Uh, we share polls weekly. So feel free to engage there as well. We like to see different people talking about different things. Uh, we really like to see, well, we liked the draft conversation last week. There was a lot of engagement and a lot of good points. I know some people were kind of uh, shocked that who Chip had at 10. So next week is mock draft two from Chip. So he's going to be working all week, digging into the homework books. It's going to be a fun one. I'm excited, then, man. I'm excited. Then the draft. Mm-hmm. So go to the WEG shop, get your PHL The Bandwagon merch. Uh, go to the podcast section there and get your hoodies, T-shirts, hats. I know it's summertime coming up, so a T-shirt and a nice baseball cap would go a long way. Doing anything from a baseball game to going to play a round of golf, it's a nice thing to have. And supports us and supports PHL Sports Nation, all of our colleagues, all of the nations, all the bloggers, all the podcasters. We've reached our destination. We'll see you at the next stop. Go birds. Go birds. Go stars. And go sixers. And go sixers. And Phillies. And Phillies. Flyers suck. They do. It's all the team.